What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Tomatodito Show. Welcome back. Uh, for those of you that are new listeners, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, and this is the last fight of the night, the last big fight of the night, and what a fight it was. Uh, Stephen Fulton walks away as the newly crowned unified champion in the 122-pound division. Now we have two, MJ Murajan uh, Ekmedaliev, and now we have Cool Boy Steph uh, with the other two titles, and hopefully they get to uh, to engage uh, and and meet one another in the center of the ring so we could have an undisputed champion at the 122-pound division. This is a classic division. This is one of my all-time favorite divisions because it dates back to the to the old days of uh, Eric Morales and Marco Antonio Barrera, the old fights that used to be so classic, the legendary fights that, that have come uh, and the legendary fighters have come across these uh, th- this division specifically. Um, the fight ended with a little bit of controversy uh, at during the post-fight interviews, but there was no controversy during the fight. No knockdowns. It was straightforward. Uh, I'm in, I'm I'm really impressed at how neither fighter ended up cut. How neither fighter was severely cut or damaged both of them bruised both of them welted uh the damage to their face was evident but nothing major yet they hit each other like there was no tomorrow uh Brandon Figueroa, like I called it, those of you that tuned in to the preview episode that I posted, you could go back and check that out just to see how accurate I was, and then you could come back and and see this and 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 either criticize me or send me a comment, let me know, hey, you were completely off from what you, the way that you were analyzing it, or hey, you were spot on, let me know. But if you go back and revisit the preview episode, I was basically telling you the way that the fight would favor each fighter. For Brandon Figueroa, he should have stood tall and fought a boxing match. If he would have boxed Stephen Fulton, he would have picked them apart, frustrated Stephen Fulton, because Figueroa is able to utilize his height, utilize his reach. He normally tends to walk in as the bigger, heavier, taller fighter, as it's been common throughout his career. If he would have done that, he would have frustrated Stephen Fulton and start forcing him to take chances in lunging in with punches and Figueroa would have been able to pick him apart. However, something happens to Brandon where he tends to have a short circuit or some type of loose wire in his brain, uh, maybe gets triggered by a punch, uh, I don't know. But he wants to fight inside. He wants to stand and bang with all his opponents. He wants to make it a, a inside-the-pocket type of fight. And sure enough, he started boxing, utilizing his height, and he just couldn't let it be. He had to go in. And he went in, and and he made it an inside type of fight. By the third or fourth round, you notice Stephen Fulton basically gives in. He's like, screw it. This is the way the night's going to go. Let's do it. He started engaging. And this is what I was calling on the preview episode. I saw that Brandon Figueroa would have stopped Stephen Fulton 
by way of body damage, similar to what he did and the way that he wore down Luis Neri, El Pantera Luis Neri, in his previous fight earlier this year. Stephen Fulton had the previous experience facing Angelo Leo of a come-forward, pressure-style type fighter, but didn't hit as hard as Brendan Figueroa did. So the way that he engaged Angelo Leo, he was he basically welcomed the come-forward style and banged it out with Angelo Leo. And that's what I was calling on the preview episode. Don't do that against Brandon Figueroa because Brandon Figueroa is a heavier puncher, a harder puncher than Angelo Leo. He carries more power than that of Angelo Leo. So if he had that hard of a time with Angelo Leo, he would definitely be stopped if he decided to make that style of fight with Brandon Figueroa. Guess what? He embraced it. He welcomed it. He faced it. And he did not get stopped. He looked like he got hurt several times throughout the fight. He looked like he was wearing out and his legs were giving out several times throughout the fight. Yet he finished. And when at, when he finished the fight, he was fully composed and fine, um, not worn out or, or just a shell of himself. He was fine. So he withstood it. He had a great camp. He had uh, this layoff. He had a longer layoff than Brandon Figueroa. Yet, it looks like it it worked to his favor. He was ready. He was ready. He handled the punch as well. He handled the onslaught. It was a never-ending onslaught from Brandon Figueroa. He handled it well. And he was scoring. He was able to utilize the ring. Not as much as he's used to. Uh, The other thing that Stephen Fulton did wrong was compromise. That's another thing that I was calling in the preview episode. Don't compromise your stance. He's used to standing wide, carrying a wide stance, leading what is left, and hiding that right. And that right works as his gauge and as, as his bodyguard. That's his biggest defense. He throws that right hand and pushes his opponents back once they feel the power, either by way of uppercut or a hook or an overhand. But he hides that right hand and continues to keep his opponents at bay because they don't know when to cross because he's so quick at delivering that right hand. That's if he would have not compromised his style and been true to his style he compromised he got baited into brandon's fight and he gave in and he ended up having a brawl with brandon figueroa a phone booth inside the pocket type brawl and uh, and the fight for the most part was fought inside forehead to forehead shoulder to shoulder and in close quarters he embraced it And he overcame it. He handled it. He handled Brandon Figueroa's power. And he overcame it. In the end, he gets his hand raised. And he is the newly crowned unified champion in the 122-pound division. I didn't see him being able to pull this off. Fighting the style that favored his opponent and Brandon Figueroa. And he did it. He got the decision win. He was hurt. Brendan Figueroa uh, ended up claiming robbery at the end. He thought he did more, and he did. If you look at the fight, he did do more. However, it was visuals. When you go back and look at the fight, Brendan Figueroa, from about the seventh round on, he was punching himself out. 
So yes, he was coming forward. He was leaning his body on Fulton. He was pressing forward on Fulton. But a lot of the punches were missing. A lot of the punches were being blocked. A lot of the punches were not connecting clearly. And or he wasn't punching. And he was gassing himself out. To where one or two punches from cool boy Steph just punching to get out of range, punching to gain space, was scoring or looking great for the judges in certain specific rounds. He did enough to get the victory to me, in my opinion, just based on how I scored it. It was such a nightmare to score because every round was so close. And in the end, the scores added up to a draw based on how I had it. One of the three judges saw it the same way. Maybe the rounds weren't in the same order, but in the end, they added up to a draw. However, my score doesn't matter. It's just my way of showing you some relevancy as to why I'm behind this microphone and why I'm talking to you about the sport and how I score the fights is gives you a little bit of an idea of how it is that I'm analyzing and how I'm scoring fights. If I'm completely off, you're going to tune out and not come back and listen to this show again. If I'm continuously off on every single card, I'm going to lose credibility. I'm very careful when I score. I'm very analytical. And one of the judges who actually gets paid to do this and who has a storied past, a veteran of the sport in David Sutherland, ended up seeing it that way. The other two judges had four rounds, had Stephen Fulton four rounds over Brandon Figueroa. It was a little bit of a stretch. That was a huge stretch. Because I never at one point saw a margin or any point in the fight where a margin that big could have happened. However, when you start realizing that these judges are on opposite ends of the ring from one another, they're not in close quarters to one another. So there's no way in an ideal world, there's no way that one of these judges would know what the other what, what the other, other judge is scoring this fight like. So it was a coincidence that these scores ended up being... 116, 112 from two veteran judges. They saw what we didn't see. They scored what we didn't see. And they have the best seat in the house. A compromised point of view at times when they're beneath the apron or adjacent to the apron of the ring. Us as viewers, when you're watching it on TV, it's almost like you're getting the best. You have the best seat in the house because you're getting uh, an angle from a raised position. So you get to see everything. Whereas the judge might not be able to see everything from their specific angle. But it wasn't a robbery. They called it. And it was a split decision win for... Or I think it's going to be a majority decision win now because two of the three got it identical. So either way you cut it or split it, cool boy Steph walked away with the title. It was such a close fight and a hard fight to score, but a good fight in which both fighters showed up to leave everything in there. 
and give it their all for someone to claim that it's a robbery. A robbery means one guy runs while the other's trying to push for the action. One guy fails to push in and people in in a large mass are in agreement that there's no way that the decision should have gone to this one fighter when he barely did anything. That's when the robbery claims come out when you're like, who the hell and what the hell fight were they watching? You guys hear me over and over and over uh, throughout the entire catalog and the amount of episodes that I put out when I just lose my mind over certain scores that are given when they're eight round giveaways or landslide victories and you're like what the hell fight was this judge watching this wasn't the case tonight yes it was a four round split from two judges points of views out of the three but it was consistent at least i don't know what it is that they scored but it ended up adding up And which rounds, they probably got different rounds that they scored for Stephen Fulton over Brandon Figueroa. And it's okay. Because it was that close of a fight. Both of these guys showed up to fight. And you saw how the momentum was shifting. Brandon Figueroa ended up taking over the fight when he started closing in on that gap. And when Stephen Fulton decided to just embrace the attack and fight on the inside, he wanted to fight fire with fire. I said it was going to be a bad idea because he wouldn't be able to handle Brandon Figueroa's power uh, in a similar fashion to how he handled Angela Leo's. And look, he handled it. He proved himself. He handled it. And he's going to pose a huge threat and possibly beat uh, MJ Murajan because Stephen Fulton just showed that he can't be faced by such power and he's quick he's crafty and he's slick he's gonna pose a huge threat and a lot of problems for MJ uh, should that fight end up happening and this fight doesn't go to an immediate rematch it looks like Brendan Figueroa's plan all along was to move to 126 he claims robbery uh, he claims that he wants to give uh, uh, an immediate rematch both of them are saying let's get it on again blah 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 it's not Stephen Fulton's fight the fight got awarded to him he's arguing with Stephen Fulton it wasn't Stephen Fulton's fault It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his doing. He got his hand raised because of a judge's decision. Multiple judges at that. So, great fight overall. Great fight night at that. But great fight overall for a unification bout. It did not disappoint. It lived up to the hype. And what a treat that we got to see. If this rematch happens which I would not stand against because it was that good of a fight. Let's see it, but let's see it soon. Let's not let too much time go by. If the fight doesn't happen and Brendan Figueroa moves up to 126, let's hope we get that big showdown for the undisputed title and unify all four titles at the 122 between... Cool Boy Steph and MJ in the early part of 2022. Of the fights that I was interested in tonight, one fight 
is a sure shot candidate for fight of the year. And that was the one across on the other side of the country, which was the Teofimo Lopez, uh, George Cambosos fight. That's a sure shot fight of the year candidate. And it's almost like these guys, Stephen Fulton or somebody in the team of Fulton and, and Figueroa's team, almost like they were watching that fight happen. Then these guys walk out because it's almost like they instructed the fighters, you guys better go top them because they sure as hell went out there and left it all out in the ring. And that's why I continue to say absolutely no robbery. Eliminate those claims. This was a great fight by two great fighters. And although you may not agree with the judge's decision fully, you can't deny that it was so close. It was that close for someone to call. And if it would have gone to Brandon Figueroa, some people would have been upset. Others wouldn't. It went to Stephen Fulton. Some people are upset. Others aren't. It was that split and it was that close. And I can't hate on that. Cool boy Steph represented himself well. And the way that he walked out of that ring, the way that he was speaking uh, during the post-fight interview, he was cool and collected. If he was beat up and hurt, Hell, it would show. We've seen fighters when they're absolutely hurt. We just saw it tonight when they're absolutely hurt and cut up and beat up. It This wasn't the case. He was cool and collected. He handled it. So his preparation going into this fight was second to none. And it showed tonight. And he proved the doubters, like myself, wrong. Not haters, because I'm not a hater. I love Stephen Fulton. But I doubted that he could handle Brandon Figueroa's power should he engage Brandon Figueroa and entertain the inside style fight like he did with Angela Leo. And he proved me wrong. His stock went up. Brandon Figueroa didn't sound so great after, but you could tell their emotion. I mean, it's okay. It's understandable. He's full of emotion. Uh, it's the first loss of his career. And he didn't, he didn't even contemplate the fact that he could lose the fight. And he didn't feel like he lost the fight, but it was the judge's opinion that he lost the fight. And that's what was eating away at him. So he acted a certain way. After the fight, because of his pride, because of the effort that he left, because of his frustration, uh, his emotion, it vented a little bit after the fight, but it's understandably so because he put in a lot of work and he left it all out there just like Stephen Fulton did. Great fight overall, great night of fights, Showtime, the Showtime commentary with Al Bernstein, it is always one of the best for me. It has been for the majority of my life, and it continues to be. Abner Maris, Al Bernstein, they continue to be top-notch. And uh, Maru Ranello uh, is the other guy in there. And he, he was from the old-school um, strike force uh, fights, uh, MMA strike force with Showtime. And then he came over to Showtime Boxing a few years back, several years back, almost a decade back. And he 
performs like no other, just like Al Bernstein, legend of the sport, and Abner Mattis, just like Sean Porter, Andre Ward, Tim Bradley, has become a really, really good, uh, eloquent commentator of the sport as well. So I leave you with that. Stephen Fulton, cool boy Steph, your newly crowned 122-pound unified champ. He's got the WBC, WBO belt. And now let's see if the rematch doesn't happen with Brandon Figueroa. Let's get him in the ring against MJ and let's find an undisputed, let's settle that undisputed title between him and MJ in the 122-pound division. I leave you guys with that. Thank you guys. It was an amazing, amazing day of fights. Thank you guys for tuning in, for all the love, and I'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.